Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. You can get an inch based on the platforms, based on, you know, are you going to do digital marketing on WordPress, or if you're a social media marketing agency, are you going to do... Uh, Instagram, or are you going to do Twitter? And if you focus yourself on a platform, you get the chance to better understand, you know, the nuances of of just that one platform than trying to figure them out, figure them all. And I think that's really great, you know, identifying a niche. Besides the depth of knowledge, it also gives you like a competitive edge because you can get, you know, all the clients in that specific uh, industry. It also makes onboarding so much easier because clients are so similar between each other. And it also makes targeting in terms of sales easier because you can, you know, just target those specific, you, can, you have a clear persona. So I think that's one of the things, you know, identifying a niche. And then obviously you have to establish your own, you know, presence digitally. Hi, this is Henneko. I'm so glad you took the time to stop by today. In Jamaican parlance, Wagwan. Me glad to say a dial. This episode is sponsored by HennekeWatkinsPorter.com as well as the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Now on HennekeWatkinsPorter.com, you can visit us for blogs, resources, books, online podcast courses, podcasts, and more. If you are new to the Entrepreneurial You podcast, be sure to check out past episodes with guests such as John Lee Dumas, Patrice Washington, Seth Godin, Richard Branson, Amy Porterfield, and a host of other game changers. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now, here's today's episode. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Simon Sinek. Greetings, my peak performer. I really trust that you are staying safe as we try to ride out the storm of the pandemic. So I really hope that you are, you know, keeping well and that you and your family are safe. I want to welcome you to episode 187 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Henneka Watkins Porter. Today's guest is Senior Montan, and Senior is the CEO and founder of Planable, a content review and marketing collaboration platform used by over 5,000 teams behind brands such as Hyundai, Christian Louboutin, Viber, and United Nations. 
prior to launching Planable. At 20 years old, she built a digital marketing agency and led social for clients such as Coca-Cola. Senior has been recognized on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list and spoke on the innovation stage at Cannes Lions in 2018. Senior graduated Tim Draper's Startup Academy in Silicon Valley and took Planable through the Techstart London Accelerator in 2017. She's accomplished so much and I'm really proud. She has also published a book, The Manifesto on Content Marketing Teams, and has launched her own podcast, People of Marketing. I'm truly elated, looking forward to the conversation that I'm going to be having with Xenia Montan on building a successful digital marketing agency. Welcome, Xenia. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. It is my absolute pleasure. Before we dive into our conversation on the stated theme that I mentioned earlier, if you could travel to Jamaica tomorrow, what's the first thing you would do? Oh, God, that's such a good question. (laughs) I only ask good questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God, I don't know. I, I think I would just... I think I would just, you know, ask, um, you know, uh, people on the street. I would ask, you know, locals, um, what's the best place for gelato? Ah. Is that something? Yes, ah. ice cream. I'm, yeah. I'm very into that. Um, so yeah, that's the first one. Enjoy gelato and some of, you know, the, you know, some of the best uh, places. Okay. So let me tell you, you don't have to come and ask anybody. Let me just (laughs) give it to you right now. It would be Devon House ice cream. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. I mean, it is love the world over. It is the absolute best. I mean, I can no longer have it because I recently become vegan. So, um, that's one of the things I absolutely miss. But um, yeah, that's the best ice cream. So let me just tell you, that's where you would go. Um, <laughs> that's good to know. It, so I already yeah. have everything I need. You to have everything you need. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And then you come look for me and all of those stuff. So we just make it a grand <laughs> thing. All right. So let's get back to business or get to business because we haven't even gotten there yet. So <laughs> building a successful digital marketing agency. Now, Senior, so, you, you have accomplished a lot. Right. And you're pretty young still. Right. I just want to hear a little of your background. Um, what was your childhood years like? And when did you recognize that you really wanted to be in digital marketing? I knew I wanted to get into digital marketing since I was a teenager. Um, I was reading everything I could about the industry, about advertising and, and, and PR and, and social media. And I was super passionate about it. But I think this passion for digital marketing is actually older than the moment I recognized it as digital marketing. And it it has its roots in uh, my childhood as an introvert, <laughs> huge, huge introvert. Uh, we moved from one city to another when I was very young and I couldn't make any friends being a stupid introvert. And I remember that I was I, I learned Photoshop in one of the summers when I was, you know, just staying at home and <laughs> not playing with other kids. I learned Photoshop by myself. And that's where, you know, my passion for design started. And uh, then uh, I developed a passion for writing uh, and then a passion for mathematics when I was in, in high school. And I think all of those together uh, tied, you know, the analytics part, the the writing part and the design part, they all tie together very well into digital marketing. 
And I think that's kind of the story of why I'm, you know, trying to make this industry better and why I'm in this industry in the first place. <laughs> Very interesting. You know, I know that some of my Jamaican folks perhaps be listening to you and like, I'm not liking her right now. I mean, passion for mathematics, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I did. I was such a geek, such a geek. I loved numbers. I, I remember that was one of my favorite, um, you know, parts at school. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, my mathematics story, like, let me tell you. So when I was growing up, I hated maths, like really badly. Right. And I remember even as a child, I would actually drop my pencil under the desk. And so I would stay under there. Should the teacher <laughs> be calling for me and I'll be looking for my pencil eternally because I'm not coming out. Right. I remember doing stuff <laughs> like that. But um, you know, all's well that ends well, because eventually I had to face my phobia. And when I left school, I decided, you know what, I'm going to face this fear head on, senior. And I began to taking, um, uh, began taking extra classes and I was very successful in math. And then I became so in love with it and so in love with statistics. Yeah. And I really, really, you know, started enjoying it. I'm like, oh my gosh, why was I so fearful in the beginning? But really I had somebody to guide me through, like taking me from the very baby stage. And so it helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. True. So good backstory to now go into um a little bit of your Forbes 30 under 30 experience. How did you get to be on the on the list? I remember talking with um as I mentioned in the pre-chat with you earlier that you're my second 30 under 30 um, you know, Forbes 30 under 30 guest. And so I want to hear your story. Um what was it like for you? Why do you think that you made the list and so on before <laughs> we get into all the, the other stuff about, you know, building a, a successful agency? Right. Well, I don't think, you know, the, I don't think the team, uh, the staff behind for, for Forbes 30 under 30 have seen so many entrepreneurs, uh, women entrepreneurs from post-Soviet countries, such as uh, Republic of Moldova in Eastern Europe, and such a young one as well. So I think uh, just my background, where I came from, the, you know, the economy I grew in, the resilience it took to get where we are today with Planable. I think that's what impressed them the most, you know, just like the grit of, um, you know, not having a, you know, a cool and prestigious pedigree. <laughs> I think that's what um, that, you know, I think that's what uh, really made the difference in, in, in my profile in front of the Ferbs 30 and the 30 um, staff. Um, and uh, yeah, it, you know, we, I applied um, I got a few recommendations. I, I networked my way into it as, as with many other things. And that's, you know, how, I, how um, you know, I got on the list. Um, but yeah, happy, happy to also tell you a bit more about, um, about Planable and, you know, what took yeah, to get there. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking about Planable because, you know, that's pretty much where we're centered or where the conversation is going to be centered on. But, um, I just wanted to ask a little more, two more questions I have, I think, before I get there. Like one, what has sure. that experience done for you in terms yeah. of raising your profile and the experience in general, mm -hmm. right? That's one. And secondly, right. you mentioned where you're from and where you grew up, uh, Moldova. I'd like to hear too, um, a little bit about the entrepreneurial landscape there, um, and, and how how is it and, and uh, how did you get into entrepreneurship kind of a thing? Of course. Yeah. Happy to do that. So um, I started my first, first uh, serious business um, uh, when I was in my second year of university. So at 
20 years old, I started my first business and it was a social media marketing agency. Um, and back then I was studying mass communication and, and PR. So I was a bit in the industry. I was just getting started in the industry. And uh, I got my first client, which was uh, Coca-Cola locally. They were actually looking for someone super young to do their Facebook page, to take care of their Facebook page. And I remember that I was so excited to get them, you know, as, as our first client in, in my agency. And we grew the agency quite a bit since that moment on. We had about six to seven people. So it's still a small one. So I think uh, being on the Forbes 30 under 30 list really helped me out a lot with, it's just like a stamp of approval. It really helps out with credibility. I think it opens a lot of doors, like, you know, being on your podcast as well. <laughs> um, but it does help a lot with uh, just raising your profile. I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, also, the Forbes 30 under 30 have a great community of all the, all the honorees of uh, Forbes 30 under 30 that are in like the same group. They have a bunch of events they organize. So it's a lot about networking and a lot about credibility. And going back to your other question about Moldova and the ecosystem, I think in terms of startups and entrepreneurship, it's it's really just getting started. Um, as you know, as we speak, it's very early stage. We have great universities, especially tech universities, when it comes to um, uh, programming and developers. Uh, it has super, super good talent. Um, but in terms of like the business side of things, I think it's only now starting out. Um, we only now are, you know, building the ecosystem and um, angel investors appearing. So it's really in a very early stage, um, but it's on a very good track. It's on a very good path. Uh, I remember when I was starting out, um, you know, when I was still in the university, there were very few entrepreneurs out there you could look up to and none of them women entrepreneurs, I have to say. I don't remember one women, woman entrepreneur back then that I could, you know, get inspiration from. Um, so that was tougher back then. Now I think it's much, much better. Mm, interesting, right? So it sounds pretty fresh in that, you know, there's so much Very room fresh. For, right? And it's going to be growing. Yes. And it is exciting. Yes. Yeah, it seems that way. It's always good to be a part of something when it's fresh and, you know, you get to be, you get to watch True. it evolve. And yes. so you have even like before having this conversation with you, I've actually um, come across Planable. So I know that you have been doing oh. some amazing work. And now yeah. I want to talk with you about that. You had started to um, get a little into how you, you know, kind of getting started gaining some credibility with Coca-Cola being one of your first clients yeah. um, and so on. So because tell me about the involvement of that when you're just handling social for them into that involving into what Planable is today. Yeah, definitely. So the agency and Planable were two different uh, two different businesses very much. So uh, in the agency, I realized one of the struggles, one of the problems all the other agencies are struggling with and, and we're solving it with Planable. Um, and the problem was the collaboration uh, part. Um, today, if you're a digital marketing agency and you're building social media content, uh, you most probably use spreadsheets to plan that content, the schedule of the content of the posts for Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And Planable replaces that. So it's a good way to present work to clients and collaborate on that. Um, and it kind of streamlines the process. Um, but I can also talk about the agency aspect and 
um, how I tried to grow it and how we made mistakes and what I wish I knew back then. Right, 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 right. So because you were actually alluding to what Planable really is. So maybe you want to give a little more um, information about that. And then we can now segue into how does one build a successful digital marketing agency? Because particularly now with um, the pandemic, which is widespread, of course, it's yeah. a pandemic, so it's affecting the entire world, right? Um, particularly now when a lot of people are heading online to create businesses and um, they're taking on businesses for clients and so on. So just talk to us about the agency and how does one um, from the get-go uh, with building a successful digital market- marketing agency in mind, how do you go about that? Yeah, 100%. So I think the first uh, step is uh, to identify a niche that you're very comfortable with and you know it very well. And I think that's one of the mistakes that I, I made. I didn't pick a niche. I didn't pick a side. You know, it was like a generic digital marketing agency. And I think it's very tough to do it right now with all the competition. So you have to build uh, an agency in a niche um, and you can pick, you know, a niche depending on the industry. Like I, I see so many agencies, you know, digital marketing agencies for, you know, um, the legal industry, for the hospitality industry. And that's super important because uh, you can, you know, uh, get your skill set more in depth. You can really excel on that skill set. Um, industries are so different, you know, different kinds of campaigns, different kinds of goals. And you can really deep dive into the knowledge about that industry if you pick one. Or you can get a niche based on the platforms, um, uh, based on, you know, are you going to do digital marketing on, you know, WordPress or if you're a social media marketing agency, are you going to do Instagram or are you going to do Twitter? And if you focus yourself on a platform, you get the chance to better understand, you know, the nuances of, of just that one platform than trying to figure them out, figure them all. Um, and I think that's really great, you know, identifying a niche besides the depth of knowledge. It also gives you like a competitive edge because you can get, you know, all the clients in that specific uh, industry. It also makes onboarding so much easier because clients are so similar between each other. And it also makes targeting in terms of sales easier because you can, you know, just target those specific. You, can, you have a clear persona. So I think that's one of the things, you know, identifying a niche. And then obviously you have to establish your own your own, you know, presence digitally. I've seen so many digital marketing agencies out there that, you know, don't have like proper websites or proper social media marketing. Uh, um, so yeah, that's <laughs> like they say uh, in Jamaica. They say a shoemaker never have a good pair of shoe. <laughs> yes, yes, we have that same saying in in, in Romanian. Uh, so that is so. Yeah, so odd. Um, and yeah, you need to be, you know, very focused at building your brand and most often probably building your own personal brand as the founder of that agency and or the executive team, depending how big that agency is. In terms of getting clients, I only now realize, you know, looking backwards, how many things I could have done back then and I, I, I wasn't doing them. So I want to share a few of those. Yes, please, because um, that's exactly what I was going to ask you next. How do, how do you find yeah. clients for, you know, your digital marketing agency? Yeah, so I was, you know, just preparing for this podcast and thinking about all the things <laughs> that I could, I could have possibly done. ask, right? Yeah, no, 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 but also all the things, things I could, you have, could have possibly have done, done right. back then. Uh, and I was so angry with myself. Why didn't I think about this back then? Um, so I think, you know, one very low hanging fruit is obviously, you know, if you're only like getting started with your digital marketing agency, 
a low-hanging fruit is getting on a freelancer website, you know, Upwork and that, that kind of website. It's a good place to start, you know, to get a few projects just to get things rolling. That's a good way. Then, you know, try and uh, get clients from like your existing network, really, from uh, high school friends that have potentially, you know, are working in some uh some big business or uh, just work the connections you already have. That is, and don't shy away from like working those connections, uh, especially if they're like warm connections and, you know, real relationships that you invested in in time. That's another thing, you know, continue building relationships like, like that, you know, not just business cards, but actually, you know, investing in those relationships and providing value for those relationships Obviously, you know, LinkedIn is such a great place. You need to build your brand, but also just, you know, purely outreaching to people on LinkedIn about their, um, you know, whatever, if, let's say if you're doing social media marketing as, a, as, a, as an agency, uh, you know, provide, reaching out to them on, on LinkedIn and, you know, uh, giving them feedback on what they're doing currently uh, with their own pages and what they could improve. So always provide value, whatever you're reaching out, if it's LinkedIn or if it's like Instagram DMs. Uh, wherever you reach out to those people, always try to give them some feedback on what they're doing and give them a taste of what it could look like if you would be doing it for them. Um, another idea that I had was, you know, just like building partnerships, I think with other agencies out there, uh, they're doing something different, like not competitor agencies. Let's say if you're doing social media marketing only, you could partner up with uh, web design agencies. Um, and you could, you know, swap uh, or refer clients to one another. Um, and I think another point that I was thinking about was um, we always want to build, you know, big global businesses. Um, but I think starting locally is one of the best things, especially in the agency industry, just like starting locally from your you know, businesses around you and then growing globally, I think, is the way to go. Um and then going back, you know, to the value thing, uh, I was thinking about, you know, potentially doing offering like pro bono work um, for NGOs and, you know, some small businesses that really need it um, because that could really, you know, that's about like building those relationships, providing that value and potentially, you know, building a case study with them because very early on, you don't have case studies to show to prospects. And you need that kind of stuff. So if you do it for free for other, uh, you might, you know, win some word of mouth. They might recommend you in the future. You get some visibility or you build a case study that you can use in, you know, in the future. Or if you do some really, really cool work in that pro bono uh, case, then you might, you know, potentially apply with it for all kinds of awards out there. You know, there's so many digital awards out there. And you could potentially apply to one of those. That would definitely, as we've been talking about the Forbes 30 under 30, that would definitely raise your profile quite a lot. One advice from my own uh, experience in SaaS marketing, which is a very different industry than the agency marketing one, I think. And trying so, SaaS, do... just so our listeners yes. um, are very clear on what you mean when you say SaaS. Yes, it's software as a service, so okay. the tech industry, basically. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I was, you know, one kind of tactic that you can get um, get inspired from uh, marketing uh, tech products is uh, trying to give some kind of like free trials. Uh, so let's say 
if you're like a social media marketing agency, you could potentially give out for free, uh, you know, 10 posts, like a week worth of posts uh, that you give out for free so that they can, you know, see how you work, how you do it. Or if you're, you know, um, a web design agency, you could potentially, I don't know, create their contact page for free because that's the easiest one, right? And they could see your work really, you know, live. And then you could, you know, you can get, it's really, you know, you, you get that hook, you hook them in and then it's so much easier to, you have that relationship, you've been working with them, they have seen you professionally. It's a bit easier uh, than if you know, you sign a contract from the get-go. Um, and I think, you know, just building thought leadership is extremely, extremely crucial if you want to build a successful digital marketing agency. It's a bit related to the brand, the personal branding that I mentioned in the beginning, like always building valuable, you know, even writing articles about how you're trying to build that and grow that agency is already, you know, a piece of content because you might, you know, you know, you might ask yourself, well, I don't know, but I don't have that much content to share. You always do. You just need to dig a bit deeper uh, for what you could share with your audience. Um, or if you don't have, you know, if you feel like there's not that much, you know, content that you could share, though you should, you know, there's probably, there probably is because you're an expert in something if you're building an agency. But let's say that, you know, you, you don't want to do that for whatever reason. There's always the opportunity of potentially, you know, building content together with other experts. Uh, one idea would be to build build a podcast and interview, you know, clients that are on your wish list, uh, you know, marketing managers and companies that you'd love to work for, uh, that you love to have as clients. Uh, that's a great way to do it. Um, and it, it's, it's always, you know, about the networking and it's always about building value and giving first. I think that's, you know, my mantra for everything. And I, I think it applies very well in, in digital marketing agencies. And I very much wish I knew all of that when I was building my own. <laughs> you know, Senior, you've said so much. Um, even like there are points I wanted to touch on as well in terms of partnership. You actually um, went into that, which is, you know, because that is so important. So many times we're building stuff and we think that we have to do it alone. And so when we when we yeah. bring a partner on board, when we partner with others, you know, when we can go so far by ourselves, but we can go much further when we, we, we um, have others with us. So I'm glad you touched on that. And you've touched on so many other salient and poignant um, points. So we are pretty much at the end of our conversation. <laughs> well, I'm glad I managed yeah, to Yeah, you you did that, oh, right? <laughs> and so I want to get from you as you wrap, like um because I'm seeing where Planable is complementing the digital marketing agency that you have. So I want you to kind of um wrap with that as well yeah. as share your contact details and the freebie, the giveaway that you have for yes. my community. Yes. So we talked about all of that, how, how to grow your clients. But imagine you have 20 clients, you're a social media marketing agency, and you've really, really grown it. And now in terms of managing and working with the, with your clients, Planable really helps it out, helps out with the communication with the clients, sharing the social media content calendars that you're building with them, getting feedback and getting approvals from them. So it's really a tool that helps social media marketing agencies and clients collaborate better. And yeah, if you have any questions around growing a digital agency or my experience with my former agency, or if you have any questions around Planable, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Um, I, I hang out a lot there and I'm happy to connect with everyone. 
And uh, we have also prepared a small coupon for you guys, a small discount for Planable. If you want to give it a try, uh, we can um, we prepared together with uh, Henneka uh, a small discount. So you can just use the code uh, entrepreneurialu30 and you're going to get a 30% discount for three months for Planable if you want to upgrade after the free trial. Awesome sauce. Awesome. Of course, you um, you are on LinkedIn a lot. Thank you so much, Senior Montan. It has been my absolute pleasure. Um, you are a breath of fresh air with everything that you've accomplished and what you're doing to make um, even this pandemic more bearable as people know are able to better manage working online because when they have, yeah. yeah, when they have the resources to do what they need to do, then of course, life is much easier. So thank you for the work that you're doing and will continue to do. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And thank you, my peak performer, for tuning into this episode with Senior Montan. Of course, I certainly look forward to connecting with you next week. But until then, I just have a little something I want to share with you now. I have not been sharing a lot about the health challenges that I've been on since April. And coming out of that, though, I have been, you know, identifying some products that, that, that are really helping me, you know, as I go through this situation of adrenal fatigue. And of course, I'm going to be doing a session, an episode completely on my experience, but I'm not ready for that yet. But I want to ask you a question. So do you sleep cramp, right? Do you go through that? Do you um, wake up and you're, 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 as a matter of fact, not sleeping and you're tossing and turning and your muscles can't relax? You have rest, restless legs. Maybe it's because you don't have enough magnesium. Maybe that's the problem. So what I'd love for you to do is head over to my website, hennikawatkiscorcher.com. And at the top there, there is something that says, there's a there's a banner that says, click, click here to sleep better. And when you click on that, it will take you to products that can help you to go through that challenge. Because I tell you, magnesium deficiency is real. And it's when, when you go through, um, and you don't even have to be going through adrenal fatigue, but maybe you're just generally deficient and you may need it to help you. So, and we know how much a good night's sleep is important to your optimal functioning. So I just want you to go and try it out and um, and see what happens, all right? I want to leave you with today's point of hope. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11, verse 1. What good? <laughs>